Great job, y'all. Hallelujah. Blessed us tremendously. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful to know that Jesus Christ is our living hope? Amen. Our living hope. In other words, he uh, is your expectation and your expectation isn't dead. Come on. Your expectation is alive and well. Uh, what a promise. If you would open up your Bibles to the gospel of John uh, chapter 12, while you're turning there, uh, you know, like we just lightly mentioned it this morning, aren't you excited? Uh about the Jewish New Year. And, uh, you know, this will be 5783. This, you know, uh, this is the, the year of the righteous man. This is the year of retribution, you know, but uh, as we've taught in here since we come up to the, the year of the 80s in the, uh, in the Hebrew calendar, it's, it has to do with your mouth. So you, you'll never go beyond your mouth. So if you're going to be that, uh, see, the number three is a righteous man walking. In the Hebrew alphabet, if you're going to be that righteous person walking, you're going to have to speak it out. Amen. You're going to have to come in agreement with it. Uh, and so tonight, I want you to uh, just to just to hear the word of God with me, and and uh, uh, just lay some things aside, and and uh, uh, we're going to have to, we're going to just try to teach some things. I think there's a lot of things that has been misunderstood. A lot of things maybe that I haven't been clear about. And, uh, you know, it's just my prayer that, you know, either something tonight will be taught uh, and you'll hear it. Or if it's not taught by the Holy Ghost, it'll be caught. So some things, you know, you, you, you can be taught them. Some things you have to catch them. You have to, and so uh, that's, that's my heart's desire. So we're going to talk about speaking like the Savior tonight. Speaking like the Savior. And I've got a lot of things I want to, that's um, on my heart. Uh, so you bear with me and give me some leeway here and then and just pray that I'll just uh, I'll pick out what the spirit of God wants and others will just lay it to the side for some other time, because it's my desire for you to have the best of everything that Jesus has for you. Uh, but the only way we can get that is through the word. Amen. Through Jesus himself. Uh, but it's kind of like me and Donna, when we sit down to eat together, we'll sit down to eat and she'll be done. And, and just sitting there looking at me and I'm just getting started because I like to eat slow. Hey, you only get to eat so much. Come on. So I like to eat slow and enjoy every bite. And so the joke is I look over at her and I say, would you come on and eat with me? And she'll laugh because, you know, she's done gone. You know, she's done finished. And so tonight, some of you are going to finish before I get done. I understand that. But those who are, who are hungry, you're going to hear something, I believe, that will bless you and get you ready for. We come on. We got 10 days. See, you got to understand everything about the Old Testament. We're coming into the 10 days of all. And then the 10 days of all was getting the children of Israel ready for the day of atonement. And what happened in those 10 days sealed what happened for you the next year and you say well that's the old testament yes it's the old testament but jesus jesus is the feast and so when we see that he's the feast and he wants to seal in our life what he has for us the next year we have to hear it receive it and speak it out for it to be ours amen Yes. Do you hear what he said? Spiritual timing is now. 
That's what that's what we're talking about because we're talking about we're coming at sundown. We'll be in a new year, and, and we've got these ten days to bring the timing of the Lord into our lives that we'll have everything that He has for us. Come on, did you hear what Brother Donnie said? Come on, that's a confirmation in the Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Hallelujah. John chapter twelve. Uh, let's start reading in verse forty-four. And we'll read to the end of the chapter. John chapter twelve, verse forty-four. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. How many believers we have here tonight? And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, and whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. If any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 48. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself. Now mark these last two verses on the table of your heart. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which has sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Verse 50, and I know that his commandments is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come boldly to you right now. We come against every religious spirit that would put uh, filters over our eyes, filters over our ears, that would try to keep us from being able to hear according to the freshness of what your timely season, of what you just spoke through, Brother Donnie, would be into our hearts right now. And Lord, we say that we will hear and we will understand by the Holy Ghost being our teacher and our guide. We will follow you to the ends of the earth. We'll follow you to the sounding of the trumpet, to the fulfillment of all things. Speak, Lord, for your servants right now. We are listening. We ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus, and we all say, amen and amen. Thank you so much for honoring the word. Thank you for your presence here tonight. Uh, so let's talk about speaking like the Savior. Now, see, there's a lot of things that's happening in the world today. And, and uh, certain, um, uh, especially charismatics or Pentecostals, uh, th th you know, they get a bad name because uh, a lot of people likes to talk about uh, what they think is a twisted interpretation of the Bible. And so tonight, the Spirit of God wants to show you and I that in and from the Word of God, we'll see that Jesus, He done what He done, and He became everything the Father would have Him to become because He looked into heaven and He saw what the Father was doing. He heard what the Father was saying by the Spirit of the living God, and He come in agreement with that, and He spoke it out. And so you and I tonight, we... Look to Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one uh, that has assured us of salvation. And he's the pattern for everything the Father would have for us. So if we're going to have the things of God, we need to look to Jesus and we need to do it the way he did it. So notice what he said there. He, he said in verse number 49, for I'm not spoken of myself. See, so many times, uh, uh, you know, the world that doesn't understand uh, people like you and I, they think we're just talking to be talking. 
You know, uh, it's like Brother Hagin's uh, son, uh, Ken Jr. He he asked uh, his mom one time, he said, when dad's up there preaching, is he just preaching to be preaching or is what what he's talking about? Is that really real? You know, and she laughed and she said, no, son, it's really real. You know, and that's the way it is. A lot of times people think you're just talking. Well, you know, you and I, we trust in the Lord and uh, uh, we know that in much speaking, there is sin. That's what the Bible says. And so we're not we're cautious about saying uh, things that's not led by the Lord because we can get into sin and get into problems really quick. Amen. So like Jesus said here, he said, I, the things I speak, it's not of myself, but it's the father which has sent me. He said in that last part of the verse, what I should say and what I should speak. So, uh, in other words, Jesus, he, he said that when when I hear from the Father, that's when I open my mouth. And so you and I, as blood-washed blood Christians tonight, we need to be in the same understanding that Jesus, that he took on this flesh body just like you and I, and he, was a, uh, uh, he had laid down his Godhead, and he was filled by the Spirit of God, and he was able to overcome sin. He was able to be led by the Spirit of God uh, that you and I could follow in his pattern. So the reason why we can overcome tonight is because he overcome. Amen. And the reason why we can uh, uh, be in the place of the will of the Father is we can do and say what the word of God shows us of Jesus. So uh, hold your place here. We, we, we may be back in a minute, but let's 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 uh, turn back just a couple chapters here and let's see something in John chapter eight. Jesus makes another statement. You can read this in many places in the Gospels, but let's just have a, a twofold witness. Look in verse 28, John 8 and 28. Then said Jesus unto them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, in other words, when you've put me on the cross, then shall you know that I am he. In other words, you shall know that I'm the Son of God, I'm the Savior of the world, and, and that I do nothing of myself. Now notice what he says in the last part of the verse. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. So in other words, uh, Jesus walking, uh, uh, you know, as a, as a man like you and I walking in the flesh, but yet being filled with the Spirit of God, he was led by the Spirit of God. And, and when the Spirit of God moved on him and gave him unction, then he revealed what the will of the Father was. And, and so you and I, we've got to believe that every minute of our life, uh, we have a choice to make as we were talking about this morning. We can choose life or we can choose death. We, we, we got to be in the place where we, we know that God wants to speak something in us and through us that will change our destiny. Amen. And so that's what he's talking about. But let's, let's put it to where we can really get a host of it. Go with me to Psalms chapter two. Psalms chapter two is a messianic psalm written by David. And you can find that in Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 13. It lets us know that David wrote this psalm. Um, and it lets you know how prophetic this psalm is because it tied in with that message that he preached after healing the lame man that got 5,000 people saved. Amen. And, and so we need to see that there's a battle going on. And that battle is that world, the enemy, the flesh is always going to be decreeing and declaring. And uh, and as they decree and declare their will and their works, they're rebelling against God. But this this Psalms chapter two tells us that that Jesus also come in agreement with the father and he decreed and declared what God said. So, in other words, Psalms 2 is a perfect example of what Jesus was talking about in John 
12. Amen. So let's look at it. Notice what it says. Here's the rebels talking first. Verse number one. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? This word imagine means to create uh, uh, a destiny out of the heart by speaking it out the mouth. So they're coming against God's son here. Now hold this thought. Verse 2. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together. In other words, they go to court. That's what it means. It means they go to court. They come in agreement. And and like you and I have got Jesus as our advocate, as our lawyer. They've got the devil on their side. And they're trying to decree what they desire. You and I are coming in agreement with what the Lord desires. But they take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Against What's his anointed? His Messiah. See, the world is against Jesus. They're they're against his message. Verse 3, they say, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. The world wants to do what it wants to do. Remember when you and I were in sin? We wanted to do what we wanted to do. And we thought if we got away from God, we could do what we wanted to do and be happy. And then when we got in the middle of what we thought would make us happy, it made us miserable. All right. Now... Verse 4, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, and the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Another sermon for another time. But look at verse 6. Here's God talking, God the Father. God says, yet I have set my king, I've set Jesus, upon my holy hill of Zion, the church. That, come on, Hebrews twelve twenty two, uh, Revelation fourteen, First Peter, uh, all of Zion is the church. Come on, see, he's talking about me. Jesus, your King, is sitting on the throne of your heart tonight. Amen. And so here's what God says. God says the heathen is raging. They're decreeing and declaring what they're going to do. But he says, let me tell you what I'm going to do. And so uh, he said, I've set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Now look, all of a sudden, verse 7, we change. Now God the Father is not talking, but Jesus the Son is talking. Now see, he heard what God was saying and he started speaking it out. This is what John 12 is talking about. And this is how you and I have got to be led by the Spirit of God to have the things of God. Look what verse 7 says. I will declare the decree. I'm going to recount what God said, and then I'm going to speak it out. I'm going to, I, I know it's going to come to pass. I'm going to, I'm going to celebrate uh, the, the enactment and appointment of God that, that the Lord has said unto me. This is Jesus. I'm going to say what the Lord has said unto me, the, the Father. Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Now think about this. In other words, uh, Jesus, the Son of God, to be the Savior of the world, uh, He and of course this David is writing this, and it's a type in the shadow, messianic, so I'm pointing to Jesus, but uh, knowing that Jesus is the true David, He's going to be on the throne of Israel forever and ever and ever. But see, he had a relationship with the Father. He heard what the Father said, and then he spoke it out. He come against the lie of the enemy. He come against the work uh, that was trying to stop what God would do in and through him. Tonight, you've got an enemy against you, and he's trying to stop the work of the Lord through your life. He's trying to get you and I to back up. He's trying to get us to settle for less than God's best. He's trying to uh, bring us to a place where we're satisfied with the status quo. No, you and I are fighting the good fight of faith. And we're going to fight the good fight of the faith until the sounding of the trumpet, until everything that God has ordained us to do is finished. Amen? 
Now, now, do you see this? If you don't, tell me, because we've, we, we, we've got to get on the same page. This is so important. Verse 6, Yet I have set my king, I've set Jesus upon my holy hill of Zion, upon the church. And then Jesus says, I'm going to declare and decree what the Lord, what the Father God, what he has said to me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Verse 8, Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thy inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Now, in other words, God has, has showed Jesus what his role is, what how he's going to win the, the whole world, reconcile the whole world back to the Father. And so these words then come into Jesus's life here. He speaks them out, but he also says the same thing in Acts 1.8. You know, it tells us how he's going to get the the uh, the inheritance of the lost. What does Acts one eight say? Come on, remember. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. Come on, for me to the uttermost parts. He goes. He go, he starts at Jerusalem, goes through Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. See, so Jesus, he heard what the Father's will was and he spoke it out. So, in other words, he said he was going to hear and he was going to decree. He was going to speak it out. So you and I will never have what God says unless we know what the promises are. And then we start speaking those promises. You have to, it has to come out of your mouth. As a person believes in their heart, so are they. Uh, Believe it or not. Uh, that, that this is the truth. He said, um, verse 9, Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Now, this rod of iron is, is the word of God. It's the, it's, the, it's the truth that will break hard hearts, that will bring, uh, uh, break those bondages and, and, and the, the, the lies and the work of the enemy out of their life. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Uh, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. In other words, God wants to give us a new heart. Remember, he said, I'll take a, a, a pot that has been broken. He told Jeremiah, go down to the potter's field and look. And he said, I can take all of those pieces that's been broken. I can put them back together and make something something brand new. But see, that's what Jesus did. Jesus come into your life, into my life, because God told him to, and he picked up all the pieces of our life, and and, and he started making something brand new. But you and I, we've got to come in agreement with him, and we've got to start saying, Lord, this part of my life, it's broke all to mess. It's just a mess. I'm hurt. I'm confused. I, I, I don't understand everything that the devil's done here, but I want to bring it back to you, and I want to say what you say, where I can have what you've promised me in my life. Amen? It's available to us. And so uh, Jesus did not get into any trouble until he started saying what God told him to say. See, that's where some of us are at right now. You and I, we've started walking by faith and we've started saying some of the things that God told us to say. And it makes the devil mad. He don't like it. When Jesus started telling the Pharisees that he was the son of God. Come on. They got upset, and, and, and you can read about that in John chapter 5, and then you can look in Matthew chapter 26, where it cost him his life when he stood there and in that judgment hall, and he, and he come in agreement that he was the Son of God. Come on, it was finished. He, he, he was going to the cross. Of course, it, it, as far as he was concerned, he was going from the cross the moment the, the Father said so. But I'm, what I mean is the, the, the people come in an alignment to put him there themselves, to have a role in that. And so when you come in agreement with the Lord, people's going to get upset. 
Because you're challenging them. You're believing some things that they don't understand. You're believing some things that they can't agree with. And, and, and so they're not going to like it. And, and, and the more that you say that Jesus is the only way, the more that you say that Jesus is that son that saves. Jesus is that son that seals. Jesus is that son that, that brings all the promises. It's going to get people's attention. But you got to believe and I've got to believe that you and Jesus make the majority. Amen. And we got to stand on that. All right. So let's go to the first Corinthians. Let's go to first Corinthians uh, chapter 13. And let's let's see what Jesus. Uh, let's see how we're to apply what Jesus has done. In first Corinthians chapter 13, this great love chapter. Drop down to about verse 8. 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Look what the Apostle Paul says by the unction of the Spirit of God. He says, charity never faileth, love never fails. Aren't you glad? He said, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Now, of course, what he's talking about, when you and I, when this dispensation of time ends, we don't need prophecy. I mean, it, it's completed. Uh, we don't need tongues because you and I, we're going to all speak the same language. Amen. We're going to be back to that pure language that the Father had for us originally. You know, this this new year, I, I, the Spirit of God just brought this to my heart. I got to, you know, Hebrew tradition tells us that God created Adam and Eve this very night. And they spoke a pure language with him. Remember, they walked with him in the cool of the day. So you and I, we can walk with the Lord in this new year, a righteous person walking in a new intimacy with God. That's why God's bringing us this message. Notice what he says in verse 9. For we know in part. Will you be willing to just tell the Lord, hey, I don't know everything. I do. I tell him all the time. I said, Lord, how can I be qualified to be a dad, to be a husband, to be a grandpa, to be a friend? Come on, to be a pastor, to be a son. How can I don't know anything? But see, when we're honest with him and we tell him, hey, I just know in part. Guess what? He knows the other part. He wants to put it in your heart. He wants to put it in my heart. For we know in part and we what? Look at that last part of the verse. What does it say? Come on. We, the church, those who are walking in love that have a fellowship with God the Father through the Son, we prophesy. That's what Jesus did. Jesus prophesied what when he spoke out what God the Father spoke in his spirit. That was prophecy. He was taking the word of God and he said, this word is for me and I'm going to speak it out. So that is our example. And so here the Apostle Paul says that every believer that you and I were going to prophesy. And of course, we can't prophesy like Jesus did because we don't know what Jesus did. But we can prophesy in part. In other words, you need to start in your home study time. You need to get along with the Lord and just worship Jesus if you're not doing this. And, and, and let him speak a word in your spirit. And when he speaks that word in your spirit, you speak it out of your own mouth. And you're prophesying 
your future. You're prophesying the will of the Father in your life for this moment. And what you practice in secret, God, uh, Jesus said that God the Father would reward you openly. In other words, when you start doing that in secret over your own life, over your own family, over your church in private, then all of a sudden when we get into a corporate setting, God will use you to do it in public. See, we need this desperately. We need prophecy. Go to the 14th chapter. Let's see some things. Look at verse number 1. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Follow after charity, pursue love. And he said, desire, covet with all your heart, burn hot for spiritual gifts. But not just one spiritual gift, but uh, all of them. But specifically, rather that you may what? Verse 1, you may prophesy. God wants you to prophesy. And, and But you'll never be able to do it publicly until you learn how to get along with the Lord and do it privately. Now, this is critical. This is important because, see, the, the devil wants to tell you and I, no, we'll just take life as it comes. No, if I take life as it comes, that's called the path of least, least resistance, and I'll get washed where I don't want to go. Verse 2, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Aren't you glad that we can pray in tongues? We can pray in the spirit. And God hears us. God understands us because God's a, by his spirit is a source of it. But look what it says, verse 3. But he or she, no gender intended, the child of God that prophesieth, speaketh unto men. Now, you and I, we got to realize as, as uh, we have a responsibility to speak out of our spirit what God is showing us for our lives, for our family. And when we do that, look what he promised. The speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. Edification means to build up. You and I, we can build ourselves up. You know, the Jude talks about building ourselves up in our most holy faith by praying in tongues, praying in the spirit. But then when you get the interpretation of what you prayed, you get edified. You get built up. It's like putting a, a battery on a, a battery charger. That, that's what the same connotation in, in the in the Greek, what it's talking about. And so you and I, our weak areas in our life, that's the part that we need to really speak over. Maybe y'all don't have any weak areas, but the weak areas in my life, when the devil comes against me, I want to speak the negative. Because that, that, that's what the flesh is feeling. That's what the devil is showing me and all of those things. And, and so I've got to be on guard. and I've got to say, no, wait a minute, I'm not going to come in agreement with that. I, I, I want to come in agreement with what God the Father has said. Amen. Verse four. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Verse, the last part of the verse four says, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. So you and I, we need to start edifying one another in our personal prayer life. And when we do that in person uh, with the Lord, just him as our audience, come on, we have an audience with the king. Then all of a sudden, God, the father will start rewarding us and we'll start doing that in in, in public, in, in corporate worship, in corporate settings. Come on, I need to hear what God's saying to you. It, it's a blessing. It's an encouragement. Remember, he said it would edify me. It, it would it would bring uh, comfort. You know, the, the, there's, there's a revealed word of the God that will bring comfort like nothing else. 
and then it'll, it'll exhort, it'll point us to the, the right direction. Verse 5. I would that you all spake with tongues. You know, Paul said that, that that's great. But rather that you prophesied. For greater is he or she that prophesieth than he or she that speaketh with tongues, except that he or she may interpret that the church may receive edifying. So Paul's heart was on the church. And his heart was that he knew, because the, the, the First Corinthians chapter 12, First Corinthians chapter 14, uh, surrounded by love in the middle of them, he, he said that when we all come together, we can be a blessing to one another. And, and when we come together, he said to expect these things. And, and so if you have a hope, if you have a confidence, if you have an expectancy that the Spirit of God is going to move on you, then you're going to be able to what? You're going to be willing, you're going to be in tune, and you're going to be used by the Lord. And this is how we're going to learn how to speak like the Savior. This is how we're going to see how Jesus done things. And we're going to see that it's available for us. Drop down to verse 12. Even so as much, uh, even so ye, for as much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that you may excel to the edifying of the church. You and I need to be praying in our home uh, prayer time. And we need to be studying in our home study time. Lord, how can I edify my brothers and sisters? What's a word that, that that you'd have me to speak that that I can I can build them up I can encourage them that's if we're focusing on that then the problem the doubt the fear the struggle the all of those things get swallowed up because we're not thinking about ourselves we're thinking about our brother and our sister and what Jesus can do for them verse thirteen wherefore let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he or she may interpret. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? Now notice this, verse 15. I will pray with the Spirit. In other words, the Apostle Paul says, if you have a will to pray in tongues, you can pray in tongues. It's not about what you feel. See, praying in the Spirit is not about thank God for the doodads and thank God for the excitement and, uh, and, and, the, and all of those things. But uh, when I need to pray in tongues, there's nobody around but me and the devil usually and some kind of problem. And so I don't have the feeling, but I have that still small voice down deep in my spirit. And I can say, devil, you be quiet in Jesus name. And I can still myself and I can hear the Holy Ghost talking down deep in my spirit. And I will come on. It's my will to speak out what he's speaking. And then when I speak out what the spirit of God is speaking to me, if when I get the interpretation, I'm edified. I have comfort. I'm exhorted. Amen. And and then I can do that for my brothers and sisters in my prayer time as well. When I pray for you, I don't trust to pray out of my head. If I pray out of my head what's happening in your life, I would have you in a mess. Because we pray out of our own will. Oh, I want this person to be doing this. I want them to be acting like, who cares what I want? My want may not be in line with the Spirit at all. So I don't even trust that. I, I get a word from the Lord and then I pray what he shows me. And then we're in alignment. We're in will with the Father. And so I want to speak like the Savior, don't you? I, I want to follow his example. Uh, verse 15. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding. 
You can have the interpretation. I can have the interpretation. Also, I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. So it's so important that you and I get in this place, in this position, that we look at what Jesus done, and we put it to practice. Come on, it's available for us tonight. Drop down uh, to, uh, for sake of time, drop down to verse 31. Look what he says. For ye may all... What? Prophesy one by one that all may learn and that all may be comforted. For you may all prophesy. You have the Spirit. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the Spirit of prophecy. You have Jesus. That means the Spirit of prophecy is in you. Every blood bought, blood washed believer. So I've got to get my focus not on my insecurities, not on uh, any of those things. I've got to get my focus on that God wants to use me. God wants to use you. That my brother and sister, they need my prayer. They need your prayer. They need a word that will bring exhortation, edification, and comfort. And I've got to say, Lord, I'm available. That's That's what Jesus did for us. And that's what we want to do for him. Amen. We want to be in that place. We want to be in that that position. Okay, go go with me to the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 11. Now remember we said this morning, uh, Hebrews 8, 6, that, uh, that you and I, we have a better covenant established on better promises. We'll agree with that, won't we? So let's look under the old covenant, what God's will was. And if that was God's will under the old covenant, then how much more can it be God's will under the new covenant established on better promises for you and I to prophesy? Amen. Numbers chapter 11. Let's look at, uh, start, let's read verses, start at verse 16. Numbers 11 and 16. And the Lord said, who's talking? And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather me 70 men of the elders of Israel. Now, the number 70, every time you see it in the Bible, it has to do with God's people and their restoration to God's best, to to a relationship with God the Father through the Son. All right? It's about restoration. So he calls 70 out. Well, this is a type and a shadow. Remember, Jesus sent the 12 out. And then how many did he send out after that? The 70, the, 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 the 12 went out speaking in tongues, casting out devils, healing the sick, come on, the, prophesying. And then he sent the 70 out. The 12 were for Israel. The 70 was for the world. Come on, you and I were for the world tonight. Amen. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather me unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people, and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that I may stand there with thee. Verse 17. And I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take of the Spirit which is upon thee, and will put it upon them, and they shall hear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not thyself alone. Moses went just as far as he could go by himself, and he had to have some help. 
And he called out on God and God said, I'm going to take the same spirit that's on you and I'm going to call a group of people that will receive like you have received and they're going to work hand in hand with you and you're going to work hand in hand with them and you're going to see the will and the work and the way of the Lord brought into the earth. Amen. We've got to see that this is the only way that we can do what Jesus has called us to do. We've got to speak like the Savior. We've got to see the type and the shadow and say it's available tonight. Drop down to verse 24. Verse 24. And Moses went out. Come on, we need to hear the word of God and then we need to act on it. And Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord and gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and set them round about the tabernacle. Come on, around the church. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spake unto him and took of the spirit that was upon him, took the spirit, the the Holy Spirit that was upon Moses, and he gave it unto the 70 elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, that they what? They prophesied and did not cease. Now, if we Hebrews 8, 6, we've got a better covenant established on better promises. So you and I've got to see that if Moses to be able to do what God had called him to do had to have everybody filled with the spirit and everybody working together. Why would you and I think that we could accomplish what God wanted for us now if we don't come together and each one of us receive this precious Holy Spirit and then open our mouth? I need to hear what the spirit of God is saying to you by the unction of that anointing. Amen. Verse 26, I, I love it, you know, see, because th- this is for somebody tonight, because there's always somebody who's not quite in step with God. And that's usually me, but I'm trying, I'm getting better. Amen. But here they are. Uh, they're not quite in step, but it doesn't matter. But there remain two of the men in the camp. Now, he told them, said, I want you to, <laughs> to gather around the, the, the sanctuary, but th- they didn't do it. So what I'm trying to tell you, you don't have to be perfect to prophesy. Come on, you need to hear this because the devil's going to say, oh, you because of this and this and this. No, we're living in grace. Come on, we're living in grace. Jesus, every every sin that you and I would ever commit to our last breath, he's done got it covered. Amen. But there remain two men in the camp. The name of one was Eladad. God has loved. Don't you glad that God loves us, even though we may not be perfect? And the name of the other is Medad. His name means loving and affectionate. And the Spirit rested upon them. Come on, they weren't in the perfect place. They weren't in the perfect obedience. But they were part of the called out ones. Come on. Say it. I'm part of the called out ones tonight. When you've been called out, it's not anything but what God has called you. Come on. When God calls you, that's the only thing that matters in the name of Jesus. And the spirit rested upon them and they were of them that were written. But hmm, they were of them that were written. They were of them that were whose names written in the Lamb's book of life tonight. Oh, come on. See, what matters is what's written in that book. It doesn't matter what the devil says. It doesn't matter what the flesh tries to show us. They were written, but not, uh, but went not out into the tabernacle. And they what? They prophesied in the camp. 
So I want you to see this. Uh, the, the 68, they were prophesying around the church. Here's the two is that they, they weren't in complete obedience, but God used them and brought them in complete obedience to prophesy in the church, in, in the middle of the camp. Come on. You and I, we can go wherever God would send us and we can get in the middle of that situation and we can speak like the Savior and we can speak the will of the God. Now notice what happens. Verse 27. And there ran a young man and told Moses and said, uh, Eldad and Medad do prophesy in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, uh, one of his young men answered and said, My Lord, Moses, forbid them. And Moses said unto him, Enviest thou for my sake? Now notice what it, what Moses said. Would God that all the Lord's people were prophets? Would God? Would it, here's what he he said. My prayer is that every child could prophesy. That the Lord would put His Spirit upon them. So, in other words, he's saying, Joshua, what you don't understand is. Yeah, I, I, I'm not concerned because they're talking by the Spirit. Now, I don't have to be jealous. I know who I am. And they know who they are now. And he said, it's my prayer that God would put His Spirit in everybody. And when you have the Spirit, you're going to prophesy. You can't be saved unless you have the Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the so you've got the spirit tonight, so you have the ability to prophesy. I'm trying to build some faith here, but I'm beating my head against a brick wall in some situations. Come on, you, you've got to see this. Go with me to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. You know this story very well, but let me just read it just real quickly. And the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they were all in one accord in one place. And verse 1, verse 2, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. Verse 4, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, then Peter brings the, the, the revelation to this. Look what he said. Drop down to verse 16. Peter says as he's preaching this message, Pentecost message, uh, but this is which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall what? So God's sons and daughters shall prophesy. You can, not only can you, you're supposed to. If we're not, we're quenching the spirit. We're grieving the spirit. Shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Verse 18. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out my spirit uh, in those days. I will pour out, uh, out of uh, my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. No doubt about it. No matter what class you're at, no matter who you're at uh, in society, it doesn't matter. God said, I, when I put my spirit in you, you're going to talk by my spirit. We've got to see it. We've got, we've got to speak it out. This is the truth. And, and so 
I'll leave you with one last verse going to the book of, of Romans chapter 12. This is how you and I have to learn how to prophesy. And this is how we ha have to stand and speak like the Savior. Look what he said, uh, starting in verse 5, Romans 12 and 5. I've tried to hurry here. So we being many are one body in Christ. Aren't you glad we're the body of the Lord? And every one members one of another. Verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given us. Every one of us, we have different giftings. Praise God for them. Notice what he says. Where the prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. So uh, you, you know where your faith is. And so you can hear so many things in your spirit. And, and so you got to start what you're hearing and you, and you, you got to have the confidence that what you're hearing is of the Lord and you speak that out and you speak it out to where your faith level is. And then you get, you strain your faith just as far as you can go. And when you stretch it just as far as you can go, then stop. And then you're going to be stronger. And the next time you start to prophesy, you're going to be able to go farther and farther and farther. And before long, you and I will be like Jesus in the sense that we can speak out the will of the Father in a situation. And we can see that will changed from the world, from the enemy, from the flesh, unto the word and the will and the way of the Lord. Amen. That's what he wants us to do. So I can speak like the Savior. You can speak like the Savior. But start where your faith is and start uh, alone in the Lord and, and just see what He would speak through you that will change people's lives. We need uh, you, you, you're, you're praying over somebody. And every one of us, we've got people that we love and things aren't going right in their life. Well, let, let's stop praying the problem and let's speak over them what God has for them that will change the problem into the promise. Uh, let, let's, let's, let's get the saver solution by the Spirit to speak it into their heart. And all of a sudden, it'll bring vision that they never thought would be possible. It'll bring the ability to hear the promises of God like they never dreamed before. They'll start learning how to walk with the Lord in the cool of the day. And they'll start this new year as a righteous person walking and you can only walk as far as your mouth will take you amen father in jesus name we love you we worship you we give you praise lord i ask you right now in the name of jesus that whatever level we're at you will meet us at that level just like your word says and let all confusion be cleared up and let everything that is said and done, let it be seen as being done through an imperfect vessel, but being done with the charity, with the love of God. I'm an imperfect vessel, but I have a heart for the will of God. I have a heart for this group of people. And I asked you, Lord, because you have gave that unto me, Lord, give me divine favor with them and let them see that with everything that's inside of me, I want the best for them. I want them to be built up and encouraged in you because that's what your desire, that's what your heart is. Lord, help us to learn how to hear and learn how to speak what we've heard in that faith level of where we're at and let it cause us to grow 
and to get stronger in you. Or we'll be quick to praise you for it. Minister truth to us right now. We ask these things, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would you come tonight and say, I just want to just lay my head on this altar. I want to lay my head in the bosom of Jesus. And I want to hear a, a, a word that will encourage, that will exhort, that will edify, that will comfort me. Would you come and just try him? You've heard the word of God tonight. Just, just try the Lord and see if he won't pour out a blessing on you that you cannot contain.